Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very, very, very special show. You are here today with myself, Shem Booth Spain, the, the wonderful human being with opposable thumbs, apparently. I'm here with my partner in crime, Angry Dentist. There is not a tooth fairy in the world that fears this man. He is the tooth fairy of crypto, pulling out the difficult crypto teeth for us to be able to muster. And we are here with Professor X himself, uh, the Ryan X Childs. It's a pleasure to have you here. And he's our guest today. We are going to be discussing Bitcoin blockchain. Our subject for us to cover today is it's a new year in crypto. It's a changing landscape. None of us expected where we was going to be here today, six months ago. For this very reason, it's only worth us discussing. I'm in my Samozi, my Japanese jacket. I only get this on when it requires a masterful conversation. And us three are here. I think the theme of the show that we wanted to discuss, and Angry Dentist will go into it in a minute, was what we wanted to chuck out. If we was to look at crypto, what would we chuck out? What are the things we'd chuck out that are holding the rocket down? And what things would we bring on board? And I think this is going to be very, very relevant to anyone that's in the business, enterprise, development, or just keenly interested in crypto. Because what we've got here is a bit of a roundtable, ladies and gentlemen. We've had many, many, many messages. Thank you, everyone, first of all. Thank you for the messages of sport. Thank you for the sponsors that have enabled us to get better design technology and to be able to build the, the system of where we are hosting today in the architecture and infrastructure. First of all, Angry Dentist, how are you feeling? It's been a month since we've discussed. No, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Happy New Year to everyone, if you're, um, you know, celebrate this particular New Year. And uh, hi to Ryan. Uh, nice to talk to you. I don't think I've had the pleasure. Watched many of your podcasts, but uh, never, never spoken to you personally. So looking forward to, uh, you know, some witty repartee on both sides. Um, now, I, uh, you know, you, we were talking about, you know, a good idea for a, a podcast in the new year. And uh, my, my idea was, I mean, there, there are a few things that I think we really need to jettison, you know. A few things that, you know, perhaps the vestiges, hangovers from the early days and uh, I think would be much better without. And then, and then I wanted to sort of look forward as well and say what we all really really want to see this year you know the one thing or the one or two really important things that uh, we think are absolutely crucial for adoption for um um for for usability if you like you know for for whatever so and we've got quite a wide uh, we've, we've got quite a diverse range of views uh, going on here you know you said that uh, in 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 sort of terms of demonstrating solidarity it would be nice to get people together you know from the various intellectual branches if you can call them <laughs> intellectual and uh just debate and just demonstrate that we're not uh fighting uh, like cats in a bag all the time so um i i am looking forward to quite a good debate and i've got a few things i i'd like to kick off if that's all right with um please with, uh, please kick you know, off for us one one of the things or one one general thing that uh, i think that we really need to leave behind if we're going to move forward and feel free to agree or disagree with me, but uh, you know I've been in in um, in in the sort of crypto sphere since about 2012, and uh, th there's been a lot of uh, talk about uh, black market, the, the use of crypto on the black market, the use of crypto for drugs, Silk Road, the whole Russell Brick uh, 
thing and um and whether or not not not, not you know it's not that i'm not sympathetic to ross albrecht i don't think i, I think he was very badly treated and, and continues to be very badly treated and what happened to him was a travesty and, and an injustice uh, you know, in some ways, which is typical of, the, you know, for, for, as an outsider looking into the American judicial system, he got absolutely squashed in the same way as so many people do by the American judicial system. Um, but um, my point is slightly more subtle than 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 that. The, my point is that, um, and it's more subtle than the fact that, you know, that's the first thing that everybody says when you talk about crypto, they always say, oh, yeah, that's that's drug money. That's for you buying drugs on the black market, isn't it? But I think that we're guilty uh, to a certain extent of saying, you know, well, you know, we've got the solution to the, the cannabis retailers conundrum in that it's it's sort of legal in some states, but it's illegal on a federal basis. And at the moment, they're doing all their business in cash and they can't get banking facilities and they're having to drive around to buy buy their $100 bills. Um, and we can fix that. You know, we could if only they would adopt crypto, you know, if only if only the cannabis industry would adopt crypto, if only the prostitutes would adopt crypto. <laughs> uh, and I think uh, we we have to just get a little bit past that. You know, I know it's all very exciting to say, you know, that you couldn't do this before. We, we, we found a way of doing it for you. You know, we, we can do we can get around the, the old tax. We can get around the uh, the uh, privacy and security implications of of, of of using cash um but um i don't think myself i would like i'd like to say it would, that was a good phase and, and and plenty of good ideas came out of that but i really think we just need to um push the idea that we're a mainstream money now and i'll come back to that later we are a money so i'd be interested to know whether because i know you see you get a lot of this on reddit especially from the american guys you know this is you know this is what this is the purpose of this money this is this is its its raison d'etre but I don't think it is. You know, I'd like us just to, just to see that, just sort of quietly forget that if we can. What do you think? Sure. So should I, uh, can I uh, sort of uh, begin here, I guess? So, okay. So, uh, so let me, let me just brief, brief background about myself for the audience uh, before I uh, give my, my answer to this. Uh, so I've, I've been around crypto since 2011. I discovered Bitcoin in 2011. I went full-time in 2013. I worked with three companies, BitPay, BitGo, and Reddit. Started my own company that grew gradually morphed into Money Button. Uh, and Money Button is my full-time project right now. And we are uh, building on Bitcoin SV for countless reasons. Uh, we think this is uh, the best option uh, for us to be building on. Um, I, so I, I, I agree with you. Uh, should I call you the angry dentist or should I call you Derek? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, sorry, uh, I, uh, I'm, I mute my microphone every time I'm not talking. But no, no, call me Derek. Yeah, please do. I'll be... Okay. He'd okay. be honored. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, Derek. Uh, I think uh, uh, I, 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 that, I, always, I wasn't sure exactly what you were going to say because you said something like uh, we're going to leave behind things from the early days, and some things I think we should leave behind from the early days, and some things shouldn't. So I wasn't sure what you're going to say. Um, I think that leaving behind that idea of Bitcoin is a very good idea. So. All this, this, you know, we, we, one of the things people used to say was, you know, we always expected, like any new technology, it will be adopted by porn and gambling and things like that that are kind of on the fringes of society because they always adopt these new technologies first. They seem to be innovators. For better or for worse, that did happen to some extent. We saw, you know, the Silk Road happen in whatever year that was. I think it was 2011 when it was launched and. Uh, eventually, you know, he, that guy went to, to prison and all that. And now there's this dark web where people use cryptocurrency 
mostly not Bitcoin anymore. Uh, I think they use Monero now. Um, but this has, in, in many ways, uh, really tainted the image of the entire industry. And for those of us who aren't involved in crime, and some of these things aren't crime, like, you know, uh, prostitution is not necessarily criminal. I mean, it depends on what jurisdiction you're talking about. Drugs are not necessarily criminal, but they often are criminal. And it has really tainted the image of the entire industry uh, in the eyes of the mainstream. So whether it helped or not is a different question. Like, are we ahead? I don't know. But the reality is right now we have to fight this image and we have to make sure that for those of us that simply have no involvement in uh, in, in crime, uh, that we're able to uh, you know, market ourselves in a way where our, our audience isn't, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, turned off by their misunderstanding of what the purpose of this technology is. So I love the idea of leaving that behind, right? That sounds like a great idea to me. Let's create normal legal businesses. This is not about doing anything illegal. This is about creating value for people in a completely uh, moral and legal way. And there's nothing about this that, that's fringe. It's, it, it's, it's the only sense in which it's fringe is like any new technology where, you know, maybe there's a set of early adopters or something like that. And it takes a while to become mainstream, but it's certainly not about being illegal or immoral or anything like that. But let me, let me come back and say something different though, about basically what we shouldn't leave behind from the early days, which was a lot of the original ideas about what is Bitcoin and why this existed we're actually right and we're nearly forgotten and they were nearly like left behind in a bunch of crazy things that happened in the industry. So just to give you an example of that, um, you know, the ICO bubble that happened in 2017 where people were just scamming people and people were just raising money for nothing based on ideas, based on pumping up scams. And that was never the idea of Bitcoin, at least not in my opinion. And that is actually new. The idea of creating a white paper and basically hyping up some project that's never going to work out and just getting a bunch of lesser intelligent people to give you money that you're going to blow on nothing and you're never going to build a real company out of it. That was never the idea. We should leave that behind. And that was not the original idea of, of Bitcoin. The original idea of Bitcoin, in my opinion, I'll give you, I'll give you my interpretation of it, but it's pretty clear. You read the white paper. It's peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash. It's not a whole lot more complicated than that. That's it. It's just internet money. I like to use the expression internet money because to me this captures how, how it can create value for a normal mainstream audience. You have a smartphone. Uh, billions of people have these now. You can communicate with basically anyone anywhere. You have a, what you have is basically a communication device. You have something that allows you to talk with other people anywhere, anytime, basically for free. We need something that's like money that acts the same way. Something where you can just send and receive money globally in the same way that you send and receive emails or messages on Telegram or whatever. Money should act the same way. We need like technical internet money. That's what Bitcoin is. In my opinion, that's the original idea of Bitcoin. It's peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash the same way that email is peer-to-peer -peer electronic mail. That's what we need. That's what it is. And in my opinion, we should restore that original idea of Bitcoin. So the things we need to leave behind are these terrible scams and illegal and immoral things that are going on. But we need to restore the original idea, which was a, a great idea, uh, which is very revolutionary and can really create value for everyone in the world. 
Well, I'm 100% behind you on that. I mean, really, I, I think uh, the the idea of what Bitcoin was got, got completely confused. And and what you need to do is you need to, if you really want to know the, what the, where the heart and soul of Bitcoin lies, you have to go back to Reddit around about 2011, 2012, when Gavin and Mike Owen were on it. And people were talking about, for the very first time, talking about 51% attacks and and or the various threats and how this thing might work. You know, the real theory, there was it was all about the ideas and, and not at all about personalities or uh, the, the tribalism that sort of has crept in in the last uh, few years. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I would disagree with you uh, just very slightly on the one point on the ICOs. And that is that I do think it's uh, it's a good idea, I think, for, for good businesses, those with... Um, you know, perhaps not necessarily a track record, but some, as you say, some sort of concrete, tangible structure and idea and possibly some some track record to be able to raise money uh, without having to go through venture capitalists or accredited investors in the United States. Because I think that that system really gives too much power to the people who already have the money and the power. And I don't see how it can be correct that someone can take, uh, you know, their wages, their $50 or $100 and, and feed it into a slot machine and yet not and be locked out completely out of something that may well represent a far better investment for them and, and bring far greater returns on the grounds that they're, they're, they're inexperienced and as such they have no appreciation of risk. You know, yeah. they're allowed to, they're allowed to uh, participate in these, these schemes, the slot machines, which, which are ridiculously poorly performing in terms of risk and yet they're not allowed to invest in the next apple or the next google so but I, i'm totally with you on the fact that a lot of people um, looked at it and they thought you know all we need to do to get 100 million pounds here is rice copy copy paste a white paper from somewhere yeah and i don't know whether i'd have the moral fortitude to resist that sort of temptation i don't i mean if the sec cracks down on the and these guys the, the fraudsters then that they have my full support yeah. But on the other hand, I don't want to chuck the baby out with the bathwater and and chuck out ICOs as a way, as a genuine way of crowdfunding support for companies who, you know, would otherwise uh, might yeah. spend a year or two trying to raise like two million pounds. Yeah. Whereas with an ICO, they could raise 10 or 15 million pounds in about 15 minutes. So. Yeah. But otherwise, no, I'm, I'm completely with you on that. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to jump in there. It's only been a little while. Look at all these notes. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like the early days of the internet? Someone was saying to me the other day how in the early days of the internet, it was very much based on anarchy, cyberpunk, you know, and how they, we was discussing how the internet, as more and more people were onboarded, it become more mainstream and more cats and more ready. And, and eventually we've got Mr. and Mrs. Jones and everyone's grandma on the internet. And and I, I kind of re really resonated that, um, you know, and, and that the, the problem is, you know, we, we were saying in a show the other day, there's over three, four thousand different currencies. The problem is, is businesses potentially. Um, I agree with you and disagree with you um, um, on the on the kind of points that, you know, some businesses I've seen that would be saying, oh, we've got a, a cryptocurrency. We're doing 400 billion of these tokens, you know, and I'd be like, oh, what's so you reckon, you know, a dollar each? That's 300 billion dollars. Your business clearly not 300 billion dollar. So that and, and we're going to have that in these really early days. What I'm kind of I, I'm wondering whether as we have more competition, um, I want to see more competition within the ecological landscape of crypto where 
um, you know, uh, non-profitable businesses that didn't deliver dissolve, um, cryptos that didn't, you know, that pre-prompted fa failed. I want to see the natural laws of of markets dictate and drive these down. I still don't feel we're getting the real honest market sentiment you know the price discovery that's occurring every second on every chart isn't really based on the pure utility of it it's it, we still don't know we're still in the early days even though we're just moved forward a little bit in the answer um some of the things i'd throw out before we lose our thread um uh, the anti-government agenda although it seemed attractive to everyone that this kind of liberalization and this kind of anti-anything you know fighting back against the man i feel is one of the things holding cryptos back it's 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 holding bitcoin back you know the the watering of effort among the shit coins excuse my french for saying that um the fact that you know um as you say derek our tribal separation you know and and people's emotional uh uh, uh weight of carrying uh cryptos has left a little room for the truthful use of a utility and i think that's what we're seeing a return back to i wonder whether the punishment is the natural laws of failure of delivery um uh, in the crypto scene and i feel that us as a crypto community the last thing we need to be doing is turning any government off turning any business off turning any individual off because most bitcoiners btcers would be the first person to go hey you gotta get into bitcoin but what happens if that's the ceo of virgin would they say yes or no they probably say yes because it's richard branson but you know i i just think that we need to be opening the borders up if crypto bitcoin would be at 200k if it weren't for the fact that we had ethereum you know um vlad went and did it on his own and the fact that we haven't got these 3,000 uh, altcoins. However, it does dovetail into what you're saying, Derek. People do need, and it is an innovative form of um, generating currency. The problem I have, and this is where I've become, some would say, a maximalist, uh, oh, I can't even pronounce it, but even more, is that I feel that it, by liquidating us all into separate different currencies and tribal divisions, we've gone against the notion of building on-chain or building with one currency with with bitcoin you know this, this and i see i see i see people sv is a space where it's enabled all different tribal you know because we've had everyone from every different camp and that's not to say that individual cryptos ain't a great idea but as i said with my example of music coin you know music coin for people that might know uh, might, might not know it's a, a you 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 upload it's a bit like ethereum uh, basically you get a play you get a, a music token you know but i want to use bitcoin with that and we've been discussing in the sv camp how we can do that with you know hosting the data file on the metanet on bsv and and paid per play paper per delivery of digital asset and obviously there's potential with that with with tokenized assets and that sort of thing so i don't know i'll reflect that back to you folks and sure so uh, let, let me respond to that uh so uh i i look at bitcoin as being something that is neutral with respect to anarchism um you know i think the reason why a lot of anarchists like bitcoin is because they don't like state-based money obviously, because if you're an anarchist, uh, you don't want to have to use a form of money that is literally requires the existence of a state. It's opposed to what their idea is. And so they latched on to Bitcoin uh, because they can see, ah, this is like free market money. This is money that doesn't come from the state. This is money that's compatible with anarchism. And that's true. 
But, but Bitcoin is also compatible with statism. You can also do things like a government could, could literally use Bitcoin as its state money if it wanted to. The same way that governments used to have you know, central banks that were backed by gold. Uh, in theory, they could be backed by Bitcoin. This is not an incompatible idea. Whether it happens is, is a different question. But the point is just that Bitcoin doesn't care about anarchism. I don't think Bitcoin is intr intrinsically anarchist. Um, it's just neutral with respect to the government. So it can be used one way or the other. So I think that's why anarchists latched onto it, but I don't regard it as being intrinsically anarchist. And I put anarchism in a slightly different category than crimes because believing in anarchism is not a crime. I mean, that is just, that's a political position. Uh, that's fine if people believe that. Um, I regard that as a separate and distinct mission from Bitcoin. Bitcoin is all about peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash for the world, period. And you can use this if you're an anarchist. You can use it if you're a statist. You can use it if you are uh, whatever. You're just doing, you're you know, participating in trade with your friends, or you can use it as a government and base your currency on it or whatever you want to do. You can decide to pay taxes or not pay taxes uh, with Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin itself doesn't care. It's a neutral protocol. Uh, and... I think that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's another thing where we have, uh, there's a large sort of subculture of people that are anarchists. But the only way this is going to be mainstream is if we bring in the vast majority of people who are people that operate in the normal world where you comply with the law and you pay your taxes and things like that. And that's most people. And we need to be, uh, look, that's how I operate. I mean, you know, we have a real company and we pay taxes and that's how it's going to be forever. <laughs> and this is just how we operate. And uh, we, you know, this it's probably more of a marketing thing than anything else that we just need to make it clear that Bitcoin, not only is it, uh, you know, uh, uh, sort of uh, Bitcoin is useful to everyone. It is even useful to governments. It is even useful to people who pay their taxes because you can do things like prove that you paid your taxes, just for, for example. Uh, you can do things like uh, uh, audit yourself in a, in a cryptographically verifiable way and give a printout to the, you know, to the IRS or to whatever tax you know, department and prove to them that you paid taxes accurately. You know? It's actually useful to everyone, even people who pay taxes. So that's my thoughts on that. Okay, okay. I'd love to respond to that because I, I that's some real meat I can get my teeth into there. Yeah. Now I, I uh, got uh, as I say I got involved really just after the 2012 halving, uh, and because of an, an item on the BBC and the, their technology con uh, correspondent Rory Keflin Jones came on and said, "This there's this thing. It's called Bitcoin. It's going through the roof. It's just had a halving. Uh, its proponents see it as the next big thing in money." private money, uh, you know, it's very difficult to tax it, it's very difficult to trace it, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I had, at that point, I said, this is it, this is for me, this money is for me. And, and, and I suppose I found out I was an anarchist at that point. I'd never thought of myself as an anarchist at that point, but, but, but I thought I, I wasn't interested in it as an investment. Uh, I, I actually thought, no, this is what we want. We want separation of state and money in the same way as we have separation of state and religion, yeah? And so I thought I'm going to, you know, if, if I get a chance, I'm going to get into this. And so I did. Now, I 
I agree with with everything you said, it, except in one important respect. And I think that that is when you say governments could use this money, it's hard money. You know, I mean, basically what you're saying is it's like gold. We could go back on the gold yes. standard. And 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 that is true. But but it's that is in a way that is no way that's going to happen. You know, there's no way any government in the sense that I understand how governments work is going to go on to Bitcoin for that purpose it's every government is in it runs a deficit most large governments around the world are insolvent you know they they are not going to use a hard currency like bitcoin um and so so to that extent i think while you're right in that they could use it i don't in practice you know pragmatically i don't think that they are they can i don't think they can they would just go bust you know, very, very quickly. You and I can use it, but you're, you know, I'm not, with, with respect, I'm talking to someone who, who decided to lose weight by not eating for a week. Now, governments don't have that discipline. You know, no government has that discipline that you have. You, you can say, yeah, well, I can, I'm going to account for all my money. Every penny's going to be accounted for on the blockchain. I don't know a government anywhere in the world that is interested in, in, in that level of accountability. And, you know, you're, you're talking about a world, you know, pre-1971, pre-Nixon shock, when we were, when the Americans are still on the gold standard and everything. Mm-hmm. And we're in a very different world. I think that the, the world of Bitcoin at, at, at that sort of level, you know, they... Um, yeah, know, let me, if I can just respond, because yeah, there's a theme in, in both of the last two things that you said. Uh, and the theme is, I'll give you my interpretation. You can tell me if I misinterpret you, but, you know... When, when I talk about things like being compliant with the law, I say this as politely as possible, but at the same time, I passionately believe the law is wrong a lot. <laughs> like, you know, things like the ICOs. I completely agree with you that the law is just wrong. Like, it should not be the case that you have to have at least $200,000 per year in, in income or a million dollars in assets or whatever it is to be able to make high growth investments. That is a terrible, terrible law. And ICOs are forcing the issue and can be used as a tool to allow normal people to make high growth investments. That's a good thing. And so it's, it's not like the law is good. It's, you know, it's, it's like the law is wrong in that case. The other case that you're saying here is, is this idea of sound money. Once again, yes, I, I say that in a theoretical way that governments could use Bitcoin. I don't actually expect any major world government to use Bitcoin imminently. I mean, if that ever happens, if it's ever the case that a big one like the U.S. government ever uses it, that is at least decades out, if not centuries, right? I mean, that's that's a distant idea that, and I and everything you said is true. Like they're pretty irresponsible that they they being the governments of the world, they've shown this over and over and over again in debasing currency over and over and over again throughout history. The only way they would adopt Bitcoin is if they first went bust, which they all do. I mean, if you know about the history of money, it happens over and over again. It terrifies people that this could happen again. I don't see why it wouldn't happen again. I think it is frankly likely that every single existing fiat currency will eventually crash. Uh, they'll eventually the central bank is going to act irresponsibly and ruin it, and it will lose all of its value, and they'll have to replace it with something else. That's the type of thing that would have to happen to open a window for Bitcoin to be used by a government in most cases. The only case, the only other realistic case would be the really small governments like in the Caribbean and places like that, where you have these small governments that are forward looking, where 
They actually want people, they want to give people a reason to use their jurisdiction for some reason. And, you know, people like, uh, like uh, Antigua, where they are, uh, they actually, they take Bitcoin seriously. This is the type of idea that they actually consider using Bitcoin as their, uh, their, their sort of national money. Uh, they're not doing it yet, but they take it seriously. And they're, they're, it's, that's where it could realistically happen in the near term. But anyway, I just want to say that uh, my position on all that is that uh, although it looks like I'm adopting the position of defending the government, uh, I, I have very few polite things to say about the government most of the time. I mean, I'm like uh, very much on the side of let's solve problems by creating businesses. And we simply don't need to. Uh, I mean, almost all of the regulations are terrible is how I look at it. Well, um, OK, so let's come into the present then. Uh, I, got a, I got a list of things that I really tick me off, like NAF podcasts is one where, where uh, you know, the, the presenter just starts off with an absolute basic, you know, of what got you into crypto. And then and then the, whoever's being interviewed said, oh, no, I went down the rabbit hole. And then uh, and they've always got really bad sound. You know, one of one of the one of the sites is really loud. The other one is really quiet. I think, you know, that that's that's another thing I want to sort of try and leave behind. I'm just going to run through these quickly because we've got a few and we can't debate all of them. Cons, cons. Cons in the UK are, means uh, confidence tricks. It doesn't mean what it does in America. Cons are conferences and, and uh, you know, you, you love your cons. You love your cons. I've never really, there were 400 or something last year, Bitcoin cons. And I don't know what came out of any of them, honestly, other than sort of the ability to fly around the world, meet your friends, get drunk and I don't know possibly meet your future wife or husband. I can't see the point of them much. And, and really, the cons were the downfall of the Bitcoin Foundation that all the money the Bitcoin Foundation had was was hissed up the wall at cons uh, to no effect. Um, tipping. We don't understand what tipping is. You Americans, you love tipping. Everything's you tip on Reddit, you tip in restaurants, da, 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 da. every time everyone invents a new coin, the first thing they say is, oh, let's get a tip bot going. We don't, I, I, we just don't understand it. So I don't, if you're, if you're going to go on about tipping, just understand that's an American thing. You're going to leave the rest of the world a bit, you know, in the dark on that. But the last thing is, and, and it brings me to the present, and it's also something that I want to leave behind, and that is I put down here infighting. Now, now, and I'll tell you why I put that down, right? Because uh, not, not, not merely just for the obvious reason, but um, um, I've got, you know, like all of us, we have several sort of, we, we, we make uh, contacts, we meet people, et cetera, and we sort of, you know, we say, oh, no, I'm just sort of, you know, you find some way to introduce Bitcoin. So I've just done the quick let and see what my Bitcoin is doing. And uh, they say, oh, yeah, well, what's that all about? And then, now I'm, I'm a complete loss to try and understand, to, to explain to people what on earth it, the situation that the market is. Because um, we have got the, the Bitcoin that CNBC covers. We've got Bitcoin Cash and we've got Bitcoin SV. So and as far as the average man in the street, that is a completely incomprehensible situation. Um, now, let me give you another example. If, if uh, let's say, I mean, Bitcoin SV, Bitcoin Cash, and to a certain extent Dash and, other, and the other currencies, the other coins that set themselves up as currencies, they're very easy to use. Download a wallet, get yourself some, send it. You don't have to worry about um, miners' fees and things like that. Cheap, very cheap, very quick. Bitcoin, disaster, disaster. For a year, you know, if I need to send Bitcoin to someone, 
I have to, I have to, I don't, I don't do it on my phone wallet. I have to fire up a PC. I have to get my Trezor going. I have to go to a website, which is run by one German person, from what I can work out, Yoho or Honecker, Dr. Honecker, who runs the site that tells you what the fees are per block for the, you know, Satoshi's per byte for, for, for the latest blocks. That tells me roughly what people eat have used in the past it doesn't tell me what will work it just tells me what what worked 10 minutes ago i then have to have a quick guess as to whether to use two satoshis per byte or 20 or 200 or whatever and i then uh, sign the thing with my treasure off it goes into the ether and then i just have to sit and wait to see what the hell happens and anything anything could happen i could get a confirmation in 10 minutes it could be two hours it could be four hours that is not that is not uh, i would say that's not a currency i don't think that's even a workable system so and yet that's the one. If someone says to me, like, shall I buy some? So I've got to say I've got a thousand dollars. It doesn't matter to me. I don't. I can lose it. You know, I've and I've been wanting to get some Bitcoin. So so I'm going to get a thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin. And yet that's the Bitcoin they're probably going to buy. The the unusable one that, that you have to have a PhD to to transfer. So or, or what do you do? I mean, or do you recommend that they buy BSV, which you know, with the best will in the world, at the moment is still a bit of a punt. Or BCH, which is still a bit of a punt, or or a dash, which is you know big in Venezuela apparently. Uh, what what's uh, what's your take on the whole? You know, what, what would you say to people, Brian? Yeah, sure. Uh, so look, uh, 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 l- let me let me follow on to that and say I think there's something else that I would really like to leave behind, uh, which is which is related to this which is the idea that the price is like the only thing that matters, which is where you have these people that like, not just these people, it's like almost the entire industry was so obsessed with the price of everything that they've completely neglected everything else. Um, and this is why BTC, like BTC is unusable. I mean, why, why it's, it's unusable for normal people. It's unusable even for technical people. Like even technical people struggle to spool up a lightning node. Um, and it has no room for growth. There's no opportunity for businesses. Their culture is anti-business. Uh, my company was one of the companies denounced by Bitcoin.org in uh, 2017. They had a list of denounced businesses. This is just, a, it's an anecdote, but it's a really important anecdote because it shows you how they think. They, in the lead up to Segwit2x, the whoever it is that controls Bitcoin.org, it's basically the Bitcoin core people. They're, they're like a sort of a they would never describe themselves as an organization, but it's basically an organization of people that control Bitcoin core and Bitcoin.org. They denounced all of the businesses that supported Segwit2x, which was a majority of the businesses involved in Bitcoin and included my company and included all of the companies I had previously worked for, BitPay and BitGo. It didn't include Reddit, but it included the Bitcoin companies I worked for. Um, they denounced us because we were trying, we were pushing to raise the block size because obviously, well, maybe it's not obvious, but it was obvious to all the businesses that we have to grow. I mean, we have to have room for people to be able to use it. Uh, raising the block size was always the plan. Let's raise the block size. This is just a 2x increase. Let's just do it. And so the, the, people that controlled the repo and the, and the website denounced us. <laughs> and that's what they, that's the word that they use. They wrote this word denounce and they wrote a little, a couple paragraphs about how they were denouncing all of us. And we are the evil companies and here's why they're denouncing us. They're anti-business. Now 
Bitcoin core makes no sense. I mean, the whole thing is like, if you don't care about business, you don't care about users, what do you care about? The only thing they care about is the price. And they talk about the price endlessly. Gosh, I would love to leave that behind. Can we please just not talk about the price all day, every day? Let's let's do things like create products and solve real problems for real people. I would love to spend all of my time talking about that stuff instead of talking about the price. And I think this is really related to the other things you're talking about, things like the conferences, which is so true. There are all these conferences out there that what value are they creating? It's really just these sort of hype factories, most of them, uh, where it's, it's really ultimately related to the price. People watch the price go up. They get all excited about it. Uh, they go to the conferences or they watch the price go down or whatever it is. And it, it's everybody's talking about the price all the time. And this is something I would love to leave that behind. And for better or for worse, the bear market is forcing this to happen. It's forcing the people that only care about the price to exit. And the people that are being left behind are the ones that are here for other reasons, that this isn't just about the price. This is about creating real value for people. And you can do that in a manner independent of the price. For a lot of these use cases, the price is actually irrelevant. I've got to, I've got to add in there, that is absolute uh, gems from both of you and so many resonant points. This whole kind of price, uh, we've talked to Angry Dentist about trying to raise the crypto consciousness, haven't we? About how when people really, you know, newbies, we were saying that when they go, oh, you're in Bitcoin, that's the drug money, isn't it? And that's like, no, 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 that's what newbies think. And then once we educate them, I always thought one of the points of Bitcoin, right? And I say Bitcoin generically, right? As a technology, not saying camps or anything, just to kind of, you know, uh, take a, add to what you gentlemen were saying i thought part of its process was to streamline all of the bureaucracies so that for instance health records could be stored in i don't know unlocked via dna i don't know you know the kind of future where the the streamlining of bureaucracy the the creation this new fabric this technology that enables a whole new uh, way of changing many many systems i always thought Bitcoin felt like the, the 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 money aspect of it, which hasn't even really kicked off, has it? We, you know, if every if every, if the whole market was in BSV, yeah, we would have the speed and capacity to happen right now a two hundred k Bitcoin. But there isn't the legs or the wings of BTC to be able to carry the weight because there isn't un, no underlying and this isn't me crapping this is adding to what you were saying angry dentist because i was on the other camp a month ago saying yeah but you were got the lightning network and i, I remember kind of when the hash will start i was kind of thinking hang on a minute you know i i saw this post from blockstream and it was saying right we've we're innovating adoptions happening here's a burger van with a satellite on it we're going to be going around to all these schools in america and i was like for a whole year these guys have been you know, promising. And the best they can do is a, is a burger van. We are in deep, deep trouble, quite frankly. And the price and the, the bear market as futures has crushed uh, uh, BTC. And to see all the OGs defending it, defending the anarchist dream, pump pumping his bags, saying to the masses out there, hold those bags because tomorrow we may have a pump. That wasn't about what I signed up for in Bitcoin at all. 
I don't want it. I don't want cliques. I'm not having tech cliques telling me anymore um, where Bitcoin's going. We're taking it back. That's why I'm firmly in BSV. And it feels like the early days. Um, you know, but I, I've made a note here. Bitcoin stream is supposed to streamline bureaucracies through the technological apparatus of its programmable money. The, the ability to be able to do things that we could never dream of before, like email made a post, be able to go light speed around the world. Um, I've wrote here also Bitcoin has no ism. There is no ism. It's a technology. It's like saying nuclear bombs is anarchist. It's just bananas. That And one thing I cannot stand that we're leaving, we're throwing off the Bitcoin rocket today, right? Because we've got to clear out the rocket to be able to, like Angry Dentist said, so we can jettison all the, the crap, break off and go up. And we're only going to go up with sheer blood, sweat and tears and utility. But the problem is we're in a great dangerous moment. And someone said this to me. Never underestimate. And this is why we're so pumped. And we're in the SV camp. We're getting the marketing faculty going to raise awareness and and project the message out there because the herd, <coughs> excuse me, the herd is so powerful. The herd at the moment is clinging on to Bitcoin as it's going down, doesn't want to let go like ticks. And, it, and it's thinking, yeah, 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 you know, and everyone's saying it's okay to be gold now. Hang on a minute. Like you said, angry dentist, oh, the fees is it, made everyone hold Bitcoin uh, uh, rather than being able to go. Oh, yeah, I'll tip you. Or, yeah, do you want a dollar's worth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the early days. No one does that. No one does that. It's it's made a, it's made an, a crypto nation of hoarders. And this is what we've got to jettison out. We've got to jettison build all. No, we bring on build all. Yeah. And we jettison hodl. Because HODL's not going to cut the mustard as a currency, just like Angry Dentist said earlier. If we're all sitting there greedily, not wanting to use the technology. And, you know, this ecology, eco, ecological landscape of, of, of cryptocurrencies, of the crypto market, all these different coins out there that make up the whole scene. I want there to be good competition. I think it's about time. I think it's about time that... that you know, the vaporware, the karmic retribution of the balance of the market forces weigh down upon those that did not deliver, if that could be summarized in a great lyric. I'll put that in my next song. Right. But I think I think these are cold, sober Monday morning moments for crypto. But it's opportunity. Now, we've only got 15 minutes before the end, 15, 17 minutes. And I'd like us to say everything we're going to bring in and what people can do and specifically wrap that around individuals and businesses, guys. I'm going to fire it straight over to you, Angry Dentist. Take it away. Okay. Okay. Now we can easily do it within 15 minutes. Now, I, I want to get something off my chest, right? Go for it. I am personally quite annoyed about the SVBCH fork. And as an English gentleman, saying that I'm quite annoyed about something is about as bad as it gets. Don't make him angry. It, it <laughs> the is, pliers you know, are coming. I, no, but, but this is honest. Before you begin, let's just cover it. it you know, this is genuine beef. And you're someone, uh, Derek, that, that has, has been a – say your context are you as a Bitcoin cash supporter – because because I wouldn't want people to think that, that you're just disagreeing for disagreeing. No, 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 no. I mean, you, you and I have spoken a lot over the years, and you know that 
I was, uh, you know, I was very, very keen on Bitcoin, but I was very keen on the Bitcoin Cash fork. I was a full supporter of that. I was actually a Segwit 2x supporter. I thought, and this is going to trigger a lot of people, but I thought uh, Segwit 2x was eminently reasonable and one of the biggest, uh, you know, role, you know, biggest bait and switches in the history of history. Uh, so I was very pleased that Bitcoin Cash was saved, which is how I look at it, uh, from Segwit. You know, I, I thought I thought finally we've thrown away we've 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 cast ourselves adrift from this coin that is destined to you know get crushed by the weight of this technological bolt on that, that they've come up with to to sort of uh, clutch clutch the issue clutch the issue or whatever, and and so I you know I BCH everything was plain sailing I really did think we, we were it was plain sailing from that point onwards, and then and then. Blow me down, we have another fork. And I didn't want that fork. I didn't agree with that fork. I don't think that fork should have happened. I think that certain people wanted it to happen. Unfortunately, it's a nature of the coin that you can't stop people doing. If they want to do it, they will. But it's, you know, I think it's left us in limbo. Um, I'm very disappointed with where we are at the moment. I'm not, uh, it's not that I'm not optimistic about where we're going it's just and, and it may be that i'm a bit older than you two guys so i don't have you know jam tomorrow for me is a bit more serious than it is for you but um i really do think that you know that that just that my my new year's wish and it won't happen but it would be for bsv and bca to bloody well get back together again and get on with the job of, of being a peer-to-peer electronic cash I didn't, I mean, I followed the issues, not not in as much detail as Ryan, I don't think, obviously, but I, I'm not entirely uh, ignorant of the issues that were at stake. And I personally did not feel that a coin split was justified by the issues that were, I, you know, I really think that we, we you know, more effort could have been made to, to just try and not do anything until the people who were arguing had their heads bashed together, as my mother would say, and reached some sort of some sort of sensible compromise. I would chain split, damage both coins. I don't think either side's come out of that very well at all. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I, you know, it's left SV fighting BCH, and they're both fighting Dash. Monero, I would never use because it, it's like BTC; it's unusable. I know as someone like myself. I'm never going to get a Monero wallet going. I'm never going to get a Lightning node going. But I did have a lot of faith in BCH, and I, there's nothing wrong with BSV, as far as I can tell, apart from the fact that it's just it's just split the the entire community into into two unnecessarily. But I'd be interested in uh, Ryan's uh, comments on that. Sure. So, uh, so first of all, uh, the I agree with you. I mean, basically, the, the the fork in 2017 when Bitcoin Cash was created. I too was a Segwit 2x supporter and wasn't originally a Bitcoin Cash supporter until we realized that it solved our business problem. And so we started using Bitcoin Cash very very early on. Something like 25 days into the launch of Bitcoin Cash, we started to use it. But personally, I still liked Bitcoin, I, Bitcoin Core, and I, I liked the idea that we're going to do Segwit 2x and and that's going to happen and. When that didn't happen, uh, I realized, oh, wow, it's a great thing that we have Bitcoin Cash because we, we have saved the idea of, as I understood it, the idea of Bitcoin, of just having more transactions on the chain. It's, that's it. 
It's not a complicated idea. It is just the same idea that it always was as I, as I saw it. So in my opinion, Bitcoin Cash was a good thing. That split. The one last year uh, in you know, uh, the, the split between Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin SV was the exact opposite. Nothing good happened near term in that split. It was purely destructive. It was a matter of people having emotions on both sides and making a bunch of actions based on emotions that had giant financial consequences for everyone involved in, in, uh, in Bitcoin Cash. And I'll say from the perspective of my business, this is extremely clear. We lost everything. We lost money. We lost users. We lost customers. We lost friends. We lost investors. We lost employees. I mean, it was literally destructive in every conceivable way. And it's amazing that we are alive, to be honest, because there are, had we been in slightly more precarious circumstances, we could have died as a company during those, that situation. Fortunately, we didn't die. And actually, we played our cards well enough that I'm certain that we're not going to die for a long time, that we'll be able to survive for years, uh, you, know, uh, you know, indefinitely, basically. Um, so I look at it now in a different way, which is that, okay, I didn't want the split to happen. And for anybody that knows anything that I did leading up to and during the split, I did everything I could to avoid a split. I mean, I really did not want to split. I regarded this as a worst case scenario. Uh, I invented the anti-split procedure, which people can look that up. I mean, I did everything I could possibly imagine to prevent a split and nothing worked. We split anyway. So after the split, it was basically clear that the whole thesis of our company is based on there being one currency. I mean, everything we've done is, is focused on one of them as the underlying technology, and it breaks every assumption we've made to support two of them. Supporting two would be a bad idea. We're going to support one. So we had to pick the best one for us, which is Bitcoin SV. And I now look at it that I believe long-term, we're actually probably better off long-term. Because Bitcoin SV is simply Bitcoin. It is the original idea of Bitcoin. It's the original protocol. Technically, there are some differences, but it is the closest thing we have to the original protocol. And Bitcoin Cash is going in a different direction. So that's fine if they want to go in that direction, but I don't understand what that direction is. And, uh, you know, they're, they're basically, they're going to run more experiments. Uh, while Bitcoin SV is stable. It makes business sense for us to use Bitcoin SV because we don't have to worry about how the protocol is going to be changing in the future. We know we can rely on it right now and indefinitely uh, for our company. So although the split was very destructive near term, destructive in every way near term, long term, it's a huge asset that we now have stability, that we don't have to argue about the basics anymore, that we know exactly what we're doing in Bitcoin SV. It's the original idea. It's the original protocol. We all know what that means for those of us who are involved in it. It's just the same transactions keep working uh, forever. Uh, and this is a, it's a huge asset. So I think that over the coming years, it will become clear that this is actually an asset and it will actually benefit us long term. That the, uh, the big block vision for Bitcoin is alive in Bitcoin SV. And it's clear that that's the case and that will be an asset. Right. Can I do the, I've got two more points and I'm going to go over them very quickly, obviously, because mm -hmm. we're, we're a bit short of time. Oh. One is one is uh, fungibility. Now, um, if we are going to use Bitcoin as peer to peer cash, then uh, not only does every Bitcoin have to be exchangeable with every other Bitcoin on equal terms, 
if someone pays you with a Bitcoin, you have to be sure that that Bitcoin doesn't belong to someone else. And I'm not talking about traceability on the blockchain. I'm talking about somebody making a legal claim that that's a stolen coin and it belongs to them. Yeah. So there was a very famous court case in Scotland in 1749 where a guy had some banknotes stolen and they turned up. Uh, he found them. He's, he's uh, the Royal Bank of Scotland had the notes and he petitioned to get them back. He said, these are my stolen notes. And the courts ruled that they belonged to the Bank of Scotland because they'd accepted them in good faith and that uh, commerce couldn't work if everybody who accepted cash couldn't be sure whether it, it really belonged to them or whether it might be uh, claimed by someone else. And uh, fungibility in Bitcoin is really all about privacy. It's about, uh, it's about uh, not, um, uh, the notes not being traceable. Let's put it that way. This is the simplest way of putting it. They're not traceable. So that, so that every, every Bitcoin is the same as every other Bitcoin. And I, so I think privacy uh, or privacy layer, I think, is, is a massive, uh, would be a massive win in, in the year to come or the next two years. And the other thing is um, Bitcoin as a money versus Bitcoin as a commodity. And the states didn't get off to a massively good start with this by calling Bitcoin a commodity or a property or a good, you know, and, and start and putting capital gains tax on it and all that. And now the UK has rather disastrously followed them down that path in, in saying no Bitcoin is a is is not a money, it's not a currency, it's a commodity. And I think again, we as a community, I don't think we are taking this on the nose. We need to take this on head on. Bitcoin is a money. We need to prove it's a money. And we need to do that by taking on the IRA or the in, in the UK, the HMRC, and, and challenging them, saying, look, your opinion on this is not right. Bitcoin is a money. It may have some aspects of a commodity, uh, and it may have some monetary aspects, but basically overall it's a money. And this is very important because um, I think if we continue to regard Bitcoin as commodity and subject to capital gains tax, Regardless of any sort of de minimis rules that we say, well, no, you're providing you don't use more than 600 pounds a year. You, you don't have to worry about calculating the capital gains tax. We don't want that sort of exemption. We want it to be recognized for what it is, a money and not a commodity. And monies are exempt from capital gains tax. There's a good reason for that. And, and uh, so I think uh, by not fighting this battle now when we really need to and just saying, oh, OK, if you're going to regard it as a commodity, that's fine. We will have to pay capital gains tax on it. That makes the thing unusable bitcoin as a peer-to-peer -peer currency is not going to be usable if it's classified as a commodity and subject to capital gains tax so that's my final plea for this year fungibility and privacy layer number one and uh, uh, some high level crowdfunded if you like challenge to the revenue authorities on whether or not bitcoin is in fact a money yeah, so, so let me respond to both those points. So first of all, on the fungibility thing. Um, so something that I, I, I think is a really important idea in Bitcoin is that the privacy of Bitcoin improves dramatically at scale. And what that means is basically, you know, everything in Bitcoin is signed and traced, okay? I mean, you can track every single Bitcoin transaction back to all of the Coinbase transactions where it comes from originally. I mean, that's the design of Bitcoin. Everything is hashed in a, in a, in a, in a structure where you can follow it back uh, to where it comes from. Um, but at scale, basically, there's so many transactions and blocks are so large 
that is impractical to do this most of the time, that you can't as a single individual or even in, 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 in the case of a business, you will not be able to simply track everything that goes on. And you can do things like, uh, I, I like to give the example of coin join at scale. Uh, coin join is the idea that you can, you can improve your privacy by doing a single transaction with a lot of other people so that no one knows, like if, even if someone knows all the inputs, you don't know which output is going to whatever. It's a way of mixing up a bunch of people's money together, uh, which makes it harder to, to track everything. So you, can, you can't do coin join right now because there aren't enough people using it. If you try and send somebody $1 and in order to do coin join, you have to find a bunch of other people who are also sending someone $1. Uh, there's no one else trying to send somebody $1 at this very moment because there aren't enough people using it. But at scale, that will happen. Uh, at scale, you'll find a bunch of other people at the same moment as you trying to send a lot of money. You can do coin join at scale. Um, so that's just one technique that you can use. But you can use all sorts of techniques like this to improve privacy at scale. So you can use new techniques and you can you, you basically make it almost impossible for someone to track you down unless they're the government, unless they're someone who has vast resources who can actually track and trace everything on the blockchain. So this comes to this idea of that, that you gave, and, and uh, it's very clear to me that I'm not an expert on the law, so I'll sort of comment on this, but as to give the usual caveat that I am not a lawyer when I, when I talk about these subjects, but the idea of you know the, whatever bank it was that accepted some cash, and it ended up being the case that they accepted it in good faith, the same idea applies to Bitcoin. I don't see why that's different. Um, yes, you can track the history technically, but you have no idea when you receive Bitcoin where it came from. I mean, you don't know what the history is. You can't even, at, at scale, you won't even be able to have all the transactions that it, where it came from. So it has that same idea that you don't know where it came from. I don't know why you would be held liable uh, for, for cash. I mean, that cash, like cash wouldn't function as cash if, if you had to know where it came from. Uh, so in my opinion, it has the same property. Uh, you know, the, if, if people were able to track down the physical notes where they came from, Bitcoin is exactly the same way. At scale, you know, the UK government, if they're tracking down the notes, they could also track down the Bitcoin and, and it has exactly the same property. Um, so I think privacy will be resolved at scale. Uh, and then now I'm forgetting the, the second, what was the second? Uh, uh, the... the uh, Pursuit of Bitcoin as a money in the eyes of the law versus yeah. commodity. I think, okay, so my comment on that is I, I was actually okay with, and I understand the idea of Bitcoin as a commodity. So I think that's, I would look at that at like, uh, I, I, I don't have a strong opinion one, or, one way or the other, other than to say that I don't regard it as a disaster if it is treated as, as a commodity, because you can simply have software track the, the, the gains and losses. And I, I don't really regard that as, as a... Uh, as a serious issue. Yes, it does mean that like from my company's perspective, what will inevitably happen is we will have to just provide that data for our users so that they can append this to their tax sheet and pay whatever taxes they have to pay uh, to the government. The taxes aren't burdensome. It's, it's not like the taxes themselves are actually that big of a deal because it's only, I mean, it's, you know, uh, if you're, if you're treating it like cash, it's less than you would pay. like so long as you have revenue and your expenses and all that stuff, like the amount that you're paying in taxes is not burdensome. The burden is actually the record keeping. 
But the record keeping is something that can be done by the software. And as soon as everybody programs this and the, and the record keeping is just managed for you, I don't think it's actually that big of a deal. So I'm comfortable with either direction. Like what, however it is that the government regulates it, it, it is a little bit irritating to have to worry about the capital gains stuff, but I don't actually regard it as that big of a deal. It would be better if we didn't have to worry about it, uh, but I don't actually regard that as like, a, as like a disaster. That's my opinion. Okay, well, I mean, I, I'll just very quickly say I don't agree, only because, you know, you, you can't pay capital gains tax on money. You can't, you, people wouldn't use money if they had to keep track of where, where they bought, you know, where they got a $20 bill from and where they spent it and then and then pay up to 20% of any increase. Because your government is deflating, the, is, you know, is inflating the money supply. And uh, as a result, the purchasing pound, let's say, of the dollar is dropping. So the purchasing yeah. pound of Bitcoin relative to, to that is going right. up. And right. so, of course, it, the, it becomes a, it becomes a transaction tax. You're right. Exactly. I mean, because the value is, you end up paying the government twice because they're right. debasing your fiat dollars and they're, they're dipping their fingers into the increasing purchasing power of your of your bitcoins. You know, that's why you can't have CGT on money. It, and and, is I, it, I, and I do you mind feel start, that quite strongly. I, no, I, I agree with you. I think that's where, though, isn't it, Derek, where governments ain't aware they're still thinking of it as a stock and a bond. You know, they're still thinking it as an asset. Then until someone sits down and says, look, this is supposed to be cash, you know, and it doesn't help the fact that BTC is only able to do seven transactions a second. And, you know, so I, I think it's a problem. Problem is, is w we've got such a big awareness drive to do. It's a multi-pronged attack vector. You've got to attack not only cryptocurrency to stop a war in and all the things that we've discussed tonight, but we've also got to attack, you know, businesses. And, and I know there's many people in crypto that are having those high level discussions when they're out in business, you know, myself included. We're, and people were starting to wake up and seeing it. People are starting to ask these difficult questions. If anything, I always feel it's an opportunity in places like this where, you know, there's the chance to shake things up a little and, and begin anew again, if that makes sense. But, you know, and Ryan, I, I find it fascinating that the pain you've been through as a businessman trying to make a business, a fair business in this crypto splishty splashty ocean that every every time a good man builds something, another wave comes over the deck and sweeps it away. Um, on that note, I would like us to go around the, the group of three of us, just the triad tonight, and um, have a final two minute comment of what you would like to say to crypto. So I'll go with my one and then I'll pass it over to AG, AD and uh and then you and then you guys so um my final thought for for the close of the show um would be for people to be not name called to bring the the psychology of the crypto scene out of the water to grow up i like that when jimmy said that i, I resonated well and i was a bitcoiner when i heard that i was like yeah we do need to grow up it's time to grow up and and i think that that you know rather than slinging mud at each other or or, um, you know, just just kind of let's get building. Let's build through the bear market. I, I think we're still everyone's waiting on news. Everyone's waiting on prices, you know, and that's the wrong thing to be doing. It's it's so sad, really, because it's holding us back. 
crypto is holding itself back, ladies and gentlemen. And I think that the thing we've got to do is research more, open our eyes more. I hope this show has been an inspiration to anyone out there um, that's watching today and can see things from a different point of view. It's good to see things from a different point of view. And, and I resonate with all of the comments that you gentlemen have said tonight. And and it empowers me, actually. And this is one of the things we're feeling, I think, that's that's kind of coming from the SV camp, is that there's this real sense of empowerment, um, of kind of just wiping the slate clean, you know, and, and like you said, Ryan, that kind of restoration of Bitcoin. It's the nearest technological closest. If we was to hold up, you know, Bitcoin 209 compared to Bitcoin SV today, they're closer. In fact, I've got an image to prove it. This is an image that I got sent. This is going to be part of my final four. Let me find it. Check this out. This is the image to destroy every other image. Now, me, Ryan, and AD are seeing it in reverse, but hopefully you folks will be able to see it. Can can anyone describe what this picture means better than I? I can I try to just explain it uh, from my perspective. Uh, so we have the original Bitcoin protocol uh, in 2009, and... You know, the idea of Bitcoin was, you know, transactions have inputs and outputs with scripts in them, and you can tra trace each input all the way back to the Coinbase transaction, which is where new Bitcoins come from, and that all these transactions are grouped together in blocks that are mined with proof of work uh, every 10 minutes. And that's the original idea of Bitcoin. The idea does not include an arbitrary limit on the volume of transactions. And nor does it include things like SegWit or CTOR or whatever, all these other things that people are doing. Um, it's just the original idea of Bitcoin. And what this chart shows is that the original idea of Bitcoin lived on the Bitcoin core software up through August of 2017 when it pivoted to Bitcoin Cash because Bitcoin Cash sort of allowed the original idea to continue while the Bitcoin core people added SegWit and did random other stuff that, that made it worse. Uh, then the Bitcoin ABC people decided to go off on their own different direction where they're going to move in a, in a direction that's, again, uh, different than the original idea of Bitcoin. CTOR, CleanStack, DSV, and, and other new things are going to add like SchnorrSigs and all this stuff are just unrelated to the original idea of Bitcoin. Bitcoin SV now is the software that encodes the original idea of Bitcoin. And it's it's only slightly different. There are some technical differences that are irrelevant from the perspective of, of a business like my own. Uh, it is the original idea of Bitcoin. This is it. it. It is the chain that goes back to the to the to the Genesis block. It is the blockchain that if you read the white paper, it is the only blockchain that matches the white paper. I mean, there are several sentences in there that you can just look at plain as day, SegWit and CTOR. Uh, violate the white paper. That's not Bitcoin. Um, you know, SegWit is no longer a chain of transactions. Uh, CTOR is no longer the transactions are ordered in blocks correctly. So, you know, they're not Bitcoin. Bitcoin SV is Bitcoin. And this is what this chart is showing you. It's showing you the lineage of like the genetic, you know, like the DNA of Bitcoin lives on in Bitcoin SV, not in core and not in ABC. Okay. Well, well, mine, well mine, there's yeah. your black moment pill, everyone. <laughs> Take a sip of beer, sit down firmly, and think of England. <laughs> no, take it away, angry dentist. Uh, I, I was just going to make the point that uh, you know that that uh, 
that graphic could be done another way, couldn't it? It tends to be done the way that it makes it look the way you want it to look. But um, the the uh, no, my my closing thought is this: you know, I whenever people said Bitcoin is an experimental technology, it's all it could go to a million dollars, it could go to nothing, it could all blow up. It's you know it may not work. We, I I was always one of those sort of smart asses who thought to myself, well, actually, you know, I'm pretty sure we're past the experimental stage. I'm and people just don't know how well it does work and how secure it is and how quick it is. And and uh, they, they, I've really sort of just a few doubts have start to creep. I've never felt more that it's experimental than I have in the last six months. I'm, you know, I'm forced to start considering that we are really still in the very early stages. You know what Gavin used to say? Well, we're still this is still an experiment, and I used to say, no, it isn't. It's a world currency. And now I'm thinking, no, you know, I'm starting to feel we're, we've gone back to the experimental stage. So there's only room for so many visions, I'm hoping. But but we're learning as we go along. I mean, who would have thought that the Bitcoin would have split up so in so many ways, you know, with so many different ways of looking at it. Um, uh, so I'm hoping that just someone's going to emerge as the winner. I don't really care. I think it's going to be, it is Darwinian. It's going to be based on evolution. It's going to be based on who who has the best mousetrap um but i desperately need a mousetrap to win i need i want one mousetrap okay so and i know you've got all these uh, schnorr signatures and things on the horizon that's great you know i'm and i personally i think the fungibility and the privacy issue i think the first coin that can deliver fungibility and privacy is going to have a massive boost and the first coin isn't Monero anyway, which is, as far as I've looked into it, is just <laughs> unusable in its present form unless you've got a PhD in rocket science. But, but, the, but the first user-friendly coin that has got the fungibility and the privacy, I think, will have a big head start. But I don't think, you know, and especially in light of the 51% attacks on ETC, um, you know, there are new dangers. There are new crocodiles in the river ahead. Um, some of the, the smaller coins, you know, I'm now starting to think, you know, perhaps the, the, the major players might start trying a 51% attack, some of the weaker coins. And I didn't even really think that that was, you know, I thought we were past that point. So um, I just want to get out of the weeds and just find find one that emerges as the as the obvious winner. And then I'm going to get, get behind that coin. I'm, I'm not too bothered about which one it is. I think they've all got, they're all in with a very good chance. Yeah, let me. I'll give my concluding thoughts by by, by... (laughs) apart from BTC, (laughs) that's Uh, got no chance. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll give my concluding thoughts by by sort of uh, playing on that one. Uh, So I I completely agree with you about the 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 existence of like one of them. Uh, First of all, I think proof of work encourages the existence of one. I don't see how many of them can can actually survive long term together. Uh, But also, I think it's just better that there's one of them and. I think that Bitcoin SV does have the strongest chance of being the one that actually wins because I think that the problem was solved originally. I think some of your concerns, Derek, about privacy, I'm convinced that that will be a solved problem at scale. The best way to get privacy is to get adoption and the privacy will improve just out of the sheer uh, people do have to do it right. You can't reuse addresses, for example, Uh, but so long as the wallets are programmed correctly, the privacy is extremely good and increasing at scale. Uh, and everything about it gets much, much, much better at scale. Uh, and I think fundamentally, it's basically that money has a network effect and the value increases as, as the more people start to use it. So 
we're, you know, I'm on Bitcoin SV, our company's on Bitcoin SV. Uh, I believe this has the best chance and we're placing our bet that Bitcoin SV will be the one that ultimately emerges as uh, the dominant global cryptocurrency that is actually used as money around the world. Um, and my, my lesson from, from last year, last year for, for me, I, I, you know, telling the people at my company, like, I mean, this is literally the craziest year I think I've ever lived through, not just in crypto, but in my life. I mean, it was such a crazy year for various reasons over and over and over again, just, just the crazy things that happened where we feel very set back. And yes, it was a, a big near term loss, but actually when you look out into the future, we have countless reasons to be optimistic. I mean, we are actually doing these things that we said we wanted to do this whole time. And the stage is now set to actually accomplish these things. We are really actually building products that create value for real people. We are actually entering new markets. We are actually creating real businesses. So all these things are actually happening right now. And I'm just basically heads down working on this. And so, so everybody that, that I know and that, you know, at my company and so on, this is, we're actually doing it now. So although it was painful, um, gosh, the future is extremely bright. I'm extremely excited about all the things that we're working on right now and that we're going to, we're going to see happen this year. We're going to, we're going to actually be able to do it. And I think this is actually the good part that this is not about price right now. It actually is about actually building real products and services and seeing this stuff happen for real. Wow. What a fantastic comment. Both of you gentlemen, really good discussion. Um, would you like to um, respond to that at all, Angry Dentist, before we wrap up? No, no, no. I'm, I'm a big fan of Ryan, I've got to say. It's a great privilege to talk to yeah, him. Yeah, it's a real privilege. Questions. And everything that Ryan works on is is eminently sensible and extreme, an extremely good idea. And I'm, I've, I'm sad, and I'm sure a lot of people, I know you've got a lot of flack, but I think a lot of people were sad, were sad to lose you from BCH. Because every, I think what you did was good. I was on yours.org and everything. And you, you have a lot of really, really good ideas, you know. So um, I, I think you'll go from strength to strength. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that, guys. Great to talk with you guys as well. Fantastic. And ladies and gentlemen, with that, I'd like to thank you for joining us this week. We are going to be broadcasting straight again, ain't we, Angry Dentist? Because there is no rest for the wicked. And we have been very naughty. Ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, the SV channel tonight and we was having an inter-crypto discussion with everyone. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, I, I'm pumped as well, if anything. I think this gives us a fantastic opportunity to a clearer space, a space where everyone that wants to feel and do the things they want to do can do the things they can do. And I think it's going to be judged by people's bronze and effort i think that's what's going to cut the mustard making stuff and building building through the market so yeah um ladies and gentlemen it's been an absolute pleasure my name's shen booth spain i'm here with uh, ryan professor x you don't mind if i call you that because you're <laughs> you're gaining a bit of popularity in the crypto scene and we're bringing the avengers back so um oh he's not even in the avengers is <laughs> it's the other group <laughs> <laughs> don't worry angry dentist <laughs> we're put them together anyway ladies and gentlemen have a wonderful night it's been a pleasure keep rocking and rolling keep positive let's build things are going good but it's going to take effort and i think everyone is all about vision don't stop believing don't stop visualizing make the dreams happen that's what it happens thank you very much ladies and gentlemen it's been a pleasure